This podcast is Welcome back once again to Bourbon and Border Loans on the Blacktastic Podcast Network, the podcast dedicated to all things Queen Sugar. We're back again. We're going to discuss uh, Season 4, Episode 8, entitled All the Borders. I got Janae, Shanice, and Corey with me today. Hey. What's up? And I'm Jabri. Panama's not joining us this week. He had a professional obligation. He's off being famous somewhere. Yeah, you know. Booked and busy, honey. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, we usually start the show with a recap. Corey brought the heat last week. <laughs> so, tell the story, so Corey ended up with another job. I know some of y'all can relate. If you do too good at work, you end up with more work for the same pay. That's what we got going right. If it getting above the hundred on the tag, <laughs> exactly. So once again, Corey's bringing the recap. Episode eight. What you got? Well, y'all, lots of interesting things going on this episode. Let's get right into it. This episode begins with Charlie and Micah viewing the aftermath of the fire at the mill. Romero and Ralph Angel show up to lend their support as well. Then we hear a familiar voice calling for Micah from the distance. Looks like even though things have been a little rocky between them, Kiki shows up at the mill to make sure Micah is okay. Kiki seems like a real one. Micah might want to stop playing around. Next, everyone's favorite character, Nova, shows up. Micah invited her and Charlie doesn't look all that excited about that. Fire Marshal Bill walks out from the mill and lets everyone know <laughs> the mill has suffered extensive damage. Seems like there may have been some foul play going on. Fire Marshal Bill says an accelerant was used and someone seems to have tampered with the fire alarm. Meanwhile, at the diner, Aunt Vi has summoned Sam Landry over for a meeting. I don't know if I missed something in the previous seasons, but Aunt Vi and Sam seem to have some kind of previous relationship. Aunt Vi lets Sam know she is nobody's fool and she knows that his people are responsible for this, and he needs to fix this ASAP. She tells Sam that it's time to pay up on the favor that he owes her. What is the favor? Now, why does Sam Landry <laughs> owe on Vine favor? I have no idea, but I guess we'll be hearing a lot more of that in the future. The next scene is where this week's episode really starts to pick up. Charlie and Ralph Angel show up to Francis Boudreaux's office, and Charlie tells Ralph Angel to watch the door because shit about to get real. <laughs> I, I'm like, since when is Ralph Angel the muscle? Like, right, <laughs> Ralph man. Angel always been about it. Don't let nobody in or <laughs> out. Not, right. let's, let's keep, let's Charlie and Francis go back and forth, fussing and cussing at each other. Francis throws out a whole lot of racist innuendo in this scene, and Charlie should have laid hands on her, but my boo is classy and would never stoop to that level. <laughs> Slide in my DM, Charlie. <laughs> After the convo, Charlie heads back to the car and is visibly shaking, but Ralph Angel lets her know it's all good and he got the whole convo recorded. Next, we find Darla at home getting dressed, presumably for work. When she sees on the news that the mill has been destroyed by fire, she tries to get Ralph Angel on the phone but doesn't get an answer, so she rushes over to his house to see if he's okay. Surprise, surprise, my boy Ralph Angel is at the crib thinking of a master plan with his new and improved boo, Disha. <laughs> Not new and improved. <laughs> the look in Darla's eyes is priceless. Nothing better in life than when you stunt on your ex-boo with your name. I hate you. <laughs> Ralph Angel proceeds to introduce the two while also letting Darla know that Disha is a lawyer. A lawyer that's helping get things done. Take that, you little crackhead. Oh, my God. <laughs> Disha, being ever so cute and clever, slides a little arm rub in on Ralph Angel to claim her man in front of Darla. Corey approves. Back at the diner, <laughs> Nova and Prosper are having a sit-down discussing the story Nova wrote about in the book where she thinks she saw her dad burying the bodies of a white man that was harassing Nova in the past. Prosper lets Nova know it wasn't what it looked like. Pops didn't kill the white man. He did beat that ass, but he didn't kill him. Pops ain't no killer, but don't push him. At Aunt Vi's house, predictably, Hollywood shows back up to check in on Vi. We knew he wouldn't be away too long. That damn Hollywood always going above and beyond. <laughs> Meanwhile, Ralph Angel and Disha are meeting with the board to decide the fate of Ralph Angel's second chance for Negroes that may or may not deserve a second oh, chance program. They deserve God. a second chance. Bad news, of course. The fire at the mill has affected Ralph Angel's financials and thus his ability to pay his workers. The board needs to look into this. Next, this week's ungrateful mofo moment occurs when Charlie <laughs> is discussing the state of the meal with the black farmer at Vibe Diner. 
<laughs> the black farmers are upset because the beef between the Bordelons and the Landry Boudreaux has cost them some money and some time. Another week, more fools acting like they have better options than Charlie. I know. <laughs> this is fact. It's, okay. it's getting That's better. Yeah, we love a fact. Later on at Aunt Vi's crib, the family has a sit down to brainstorm a plan to prove who's behind the attack on the meal. For probably the first time, Charlie has no good ideas. Zero. Not a one. She's obviously fluttered, flustered, excuse me, but Aunt Vi tells her to chill out. Everything going to be all right. As I predicted last week, we'll be seeing a lot more of Calvin, and he surprises Nova at her house to check up on her and make sure she's okay. Micah shows up right after him and is shocked to find out that Nova is still dealing with him. Micah feels like Nova should stay far away from one time, or more specifically, <laughs> one time that has probably beat up black folks in the past. Charlie heads back to the meal to survey the damage that has been done, and she's paid a visit by Sam Landry. Sam claims to have had no parts in the fire, but Charlie ain't buying it, and I ain't buying it either. Charlie tells Sam he needs to speed on before he gets peed on. Sam bounces. <laughs> okay. Here's where the episode a gets a little spicy. My man Ralph Angel has cooked a candlelight dinner for Deisha. Plus 10 bonus points for Ralph Angel. I ain't, My like, boy this. Ain't no I ain't food. like this at all. Mm-mm. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> he and Deisha have a heartfelt combo about life. Ralph Angel starts crying. Deisha, being the beautiful black queen she is, consoles Ralph Angel and makes everything better. Ralph Angel, feeling like he didn't cook that meal for nothing, asked Deisha to stay the night and let him jackhammer that thing out. Okay, maybe he didn't <laughs> say the last not what part, he said but at I'm all. sure that's what no. he was thinking. Apparently, love is in the air because Micah and Kiki find themselves cuddled up in a car at Makeout Mountain or wherever the hell they're at. <laughs> Micah is spitting trash game. <laughs> but it doesn't matter because Kiki is hot and ready like a Little Caesars pizza. Oh my God. In some millennial stuff, Kiki and Micah make arrangements to have sex at a later date. Like, who does? <laughs> who does? Davis clearly needs to be more active in Micah's life. <laughs> it seemed like more love was in the air because the homie Romero shows up unannounced at Charlie's door. I was about to turn the episode off at this moment because it's very difficult to watch him put hands and tongue and lips and stuff on my woman. But I watched and I'm glad I did. As I pray for, Romero and Charlie get into a spat. Seems like someone has written a newspaper article about the immigrant workers dying on Charlie's farm. Romero is pissed Charlie didn't tell him, and I was too busy celebrating to hit the rest of the episode. Recap <laughs> done. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> all right. So that's the recap for this week, uh, season four, episode eight, All the Borders. We're going to take a short break, and then we're going to get into the good, the bad, and the no. And welcome back to Bourbon and Border Loans on the Black Tastic Podcast Network. So here we are with the good, the bad, and the Nova. And we're going to start out with the good this time because it is very brief. <laughs> um, we will start back at the mill um, where we left off last episode. Um, so at the mill, this this is kind of a good and a bad thing. And I'll call out the good in this because it seems to have brought um, people back together. So we see now back in St. Joe's, we see Kiki um, coming back into the picture. And we see Nova show up for her family. Um, mm-hmm. Charlie wasn't really rocking. Nobody would really care that she was there. But Kiki, Kiki was there. And we know that Kiki and Micah were kind of having some issues and, and a little rocky situation. So it was good to see Kiki. And it looks like they're maybe back on. And they are maybe planning to do a little... Um, Sex. <laughs> a little sex. A little, <laughs> to do a little sex, sex yes. on the prom night. Um, I, I, that was a little much for me. How about y'all? <laughs> <laughs> that the conversation to me was it was funny just in in the way that they were referring to it because they couldn't, or at least Kiki couldn't really say it explicitly. She was like, you know, making plans for prom night and, you know, Micah's on the wave of like, okay, get my tux, you know, you get your dress, we plan a little color Right, scene. like we going and, to the prom. Like, what's she's good? like, no, plan, plans, underscore, all yeah. caps, yeah. you know, for the nighttime. And he's <laughs> like, oh, okay, I see what's happening mm. here. Right, because he took her, I mean, she said straight out. I mean, she told him mm-hmm. that she wasn't going past a certain line. Until she left somebody. Right, right, long time ago. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? She laid down that law and he wasn't going to test it until he got some more, um, explicit uh instructions you know like like make make plans was not good enough for my mm-hmm. man he was like oh yeah yeah no real innocent plans right yeah. tux limo i mean but they pick did, you up at seven they did drop the l words though <laughs> they, they did, did. michael dropped yeah, it first did. he did he, but that's where kiki was headed though but, yeah. Yeah. yeah maybe i don't know yeah 
They're good for them. Nah, it was it was cool seeing Kiki run up at the mm-hmm. in the first scene, run up to the mill. I mean, I'm wondering though if if things are gonna stay on the up and up with Kiki and Micah though, because Micah, for all intents and purposes, hasn't changed. I mean, from doing the same shit that he was doing before that made her not like him. Yeah, that's true. So I mean, I get you know the mill going. You know what happened to the mill happening the made her yeah. you know worried yeah. about Micah. And, <laughs> And, you know, made her realize that this was somebody that was important to her. But at the same time, you know, in the time between prom, I don't know. I feel maybe yeah, I'll save can't. that for evictions. Oh, once Micah, I, once Micah hit it, she's going to be in love. They ain't going, I they guess I'm up. wondering if that's actually going to happen. Um, I don't know if we're going to get there. Because prom is still a little ways prom away. Prom is still a ways saying. away. They're and I almost feel like they wouldn't have brought it up as, you know, a future plot point if there wasn't something that was going to happen that might derail that host because I feel like that could have just easily been this is been... Queen Sugar though that's for every single thing that happens you, I'm can't, saying, you can't count on that. I'm saying them them having sex on prom night I think that I think it's going to be derailed I'm going to just say that that's my early uh, prediction mm. hmm. I don't know all I know is I was I was quite disturbed um, when we panned from Disha and Ralph Angel to to Kiki and Micah. I was like, oh, whoa, this is much for my TV. I mean, I don't know. That was just some he- some hot and heavy making out that I just wasn't prepared, prepared to see. For yeah, and her reason for coming back being that she thought something had happened to him at the mill. I mean, I don't know if that's a strong a strong why basis would, for a relationship. Why would he have been at the mill? Right. I don't. Yeah. Why? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't understand. Why'd you so, think I mean, he was there? He don't work there. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but that's how concerned she is, though. That's that's what I'm saying. That's what make her real one. She like if anything could happen to my that's boo, fair. I'm coming. I'm coming to see about it. I get it. I understand. I guess it. Stranger things have happened. He could have been there. So I mean, she was writing. Yeah, you know, exactly. I, I said last week. You know that Kiki did not love him and was not writing. I was wrong <laughs> on both counts. She loved him and she writing this week. So. Okay. So speaking of making out, we also saw Disha and Ralph Angel getting oh, a little yeah. closer. Now, I really did not <laughs> oh, yeah. I really did not appreciate, you know, the the scene with the candlelight and all of that. I mean, it was cute. Go Disha, all of that, you know, go Ralph Angel, real cute, but you know, I I ain't need to see all that. Uh, you sound like a hater. Maybe. My, my man Perhaps. Ralph Angel is doing this. <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> Ralph Angel was doing his thing, you know, cooked that candlelight dinner, you know, they had a a good deep conversation. You know, he shared some stuff with her. He cried. He, cried. he did yeah. cry. Yeah. He opened up, being emotional. So, yeah. yeah. Not afraid to show that vulnerable side with her. And Disha still, you know, remaining steadfast and being a real support for him. So, I mean, I I, I still think she's really good for Ralph Angel in this moment. Yeah. Yeah. I think their relationship is going great. If he find a way to mess this up, he is tripping. <laughs> I don't yeah, think he's going to mess go. it up. No. I think she's just going to maybe fall back. I Yes. Ralph Angel, Ralph Angel, he, he wasn't scared to like be vulnerable. Right. And and Disha wasn't scared to add alternate pronunciations for joie. Uh, Yo, wow. Yo. She never says her name the same. She used it twice. She, used, she, used, she said it two she different ways. And then joie. <laughs> joie. <laughs> in the same breath. <laughs> but now, nah, in all seriousness, though, Disha opened up too, though, you know, um, about like. About her dad. Yeah. Joie. About joie. Her, yeah. joie slash joie. <laughs> Yeah, so I think they were both being vulnerable. I mean, that, that's only enhancing their bond. This is this yeah. is gonna make them go. go I am further. curious though. Where, you know, she said that Joie slash Joa, <laughs> her dad had disappeared when she was in law school. Like, yeah. where what's going on with that? Like, where is he now? Because and she said for six months. So right, he so came back. He came back, but like, is he steadily back or is he? You know, is I he? I don't know. What's going on with it? Ain't gonna matter. Uh, maybe not. Ralph Angel going all the oh, way. No, you got to stay vigilant. Look, you never he know. He hit her with that. Won't you just stay for the night? She said yes. It's over with. I mean, I would have stayed too. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so back to Noah. Noah popping up in St. Joe's because Micah called her. So one of the things that I thought was interesting was that Aunt Vi, you know, in saying the prayer, she left Nova out initially. Right. She right. did not say her name at first, but then she kind of circled back and kind of admitted that she actually really does miss Nova. And she actually said a special prayer for her. Um, so do you guys think that Aunt Vi may come around eventually? or or Does Aunt Vi know yet that Nova's back in town? Yes. I don't I don't know what that Aunt Vi knows. That nobody Nova's has, back. at least on, um, nobody has mentioned it 
that I've seen in her presence. I feel like it's such a small town. Somebody didn't told her Nova was you back in so? town. Pro- and I feel like, like they purposely left Nova out of the brainstorming uh, session. I was waiting for Nova to like show up. To when show they were, up at yeah, the house. At the house when too. they were huddling around having a yeah. family meeting. And it's like they purposely left her off. They had like an empty seat over there. I was like, she about to come in and claim it. And it didn't happen. <laughs> I mean, but she needs to stop just showing up like that, though. I mean, she needs to. Nobody answering her phone call. What else she going to do? She needs to work That's on true. it. I, she needs I, to be patient. She needs to work on it. Like dude. She, she ain't apologized to anybody. Like, why would anybody even think that? that she, anybody that was, had a conversation with her? <laughs> well, all them apologize. texts no, and they, phone calls no, they she had conversations. Make, or, yeah, all them phone she calls to, and voicemails she done left. She could have dropped an I'm sorry in there at some point, and yeah. I ain't heard that yet. And everybody told her to her face yeah. to leave me alone. Like, this mm-hmm. wasn't just like ghosting. Facts. They didn't ghost her. They went to her, and they had conversations with her, so no, how no, long no, no, should no, no. she wait? She offered up trash no, explanations. No, no, so hold on. I wouldn't say they had conversations to her. They talked at her, and they didn't give her a chance to voice her opinion. Yes, she on, did. Her opinions were, it's going to help you. It's going to be good. And it's going to be, you know, I did this for you and all of that. Like, that was what happened. Like she, I feel like they didn't have a chance to have, like, a real sit-down. Like she wants to have, like, a real sit-down discussion. Like, everybody approaching her upset, which, which, which enables them from having a real conversation. They're not having a real conversation. Let's save this for the Nova section. For the novice. Yes. Yeah. Let's do that. So, back to Envi. So, in the Envi vein, we see Hollywood comes back, and it seems like they picked up right where they left off, which is, it made me feel good. I like that. But I feel like they're going to have to address the the elephant in the room sooner or later. Um, they, You yeah. know, there, there was a tense moment where... Envi just needed support and he was there to give her that because he is Hollywood and he's perfect but eventually when this dies down they're going to have to sit back down and talk about you know what's really Everything. going on yeah. yeah did she ask him back or did he see it on the news and just show up like I, I think she called him yeah. she nah, called him? I think she I think he I think it was kind of implied that, that he just showed up I think he I just showed she, up I thought she I could have sworn she said she called him or something like that uh, I like, don't remember. No, he walked in. He was like, I made it as, you know, I as came soon, as soon as I, I could, could or something. Yeah, that's I what thought, he said. I thought she called him. Nah, I don't think she called. Because last episode, she made it clear that she wasn't going to call. Well, if she did call him, I was going to say, good job, ain't bad. <laughs> uh, if she didn't yeah. call him, good job, Hollywood, for just coming anyway. Because she needed him regardless. Good yeah. job. Black love. Yeah. Black love wins. Black All love matters. <laughs> All right. Okay, so that was the extent of my good. Did you guys have anything else to add to that? I think we can dive into Okay, so the bad. Back to the mill being on fire. Okay, so the mill is destroyed, right? Destroyed. Definitely arson. Definitely the fire alarm was disabled. Definitely was um, accelerant used. So that, I mean, we we knew that. Right. We knew that somebody had set the mill on fire. But the the bigger picture is that this the the mill is not just an isolated situation. The yeah. mill is causing you know question into Ralph Angel's program. So the viability of his program is now at stake because if he doesn't have you know work for the people to do, mm-hmm. then th- what are they doing at in your reentry program? So there's that, and then there's also the fact that the farmers now are not able to, you know, make money off of this mill that is now just sitting and is going to go to waste because they can't mill the they can't mill the sugarcane. So now they can't pay their workers. So what is everybody doing on the farm? It's, it's, yeah. it's all bad. Yeah. So a few things for me. First of all, as far as the mill, it's becoming more clear to me how much of this is like institutional and how many mm-hmm. different entities have to be involved in executing these diabolical ass plans. Mm-hmm. From Benny getting arrested to and we know that the cameras were tampered with on yeah. Ralph Angel's Because these plans are rich. Exactly. These plans are very rich. Exactly. But, but why haven't... So that's that's the part that concerns me. Like, it, some, like early on, Charlie and them should have realized that this is like a war. Like, And well, they need yeah. to start tightening up their stuff, right? They need to start like protecting their assets. They need to start like making sure everything they do is on the up and up because these people are coming from... They just rolling around chilling like... A, this like, like I mean, people I think not now that it's, it's very clear. Yeah. yeah, it's very clear. I mean, and then to the fire or the fire alarms being tampered with at the mill, which is why the smoke detector or the alarms didn't go off, which is why the fire department didn't show up until 30 minutes after the fire started. All of these different things are happening. So I'm just like, wow, the Landry Boudreaux's really have a lot of people in this town Mm -hmm. in their pocket from the police to whoever all these other people are who are, you know, doing their dirty work. The second thing is we kind of touched on this last week as far as the bigger motive for possibly burning up the mill beyond just trying to hurt Charlie's feelings. We saw a lot of the ramifications of that 
in, you know, Ralph Angel's program being in jeopardy, in the farmers losing time and money because, okay, where are they going to mill in the meantime? Mm -hmm. You know, does that have implications for the value of their farms and their ability to make profit and their earning potential? So all of this is kind of a domino effect. And I really think it's going to really test Charlie and the Bordelon family um, to really try to bounce back from all of these really, really heavy blows on what they're trying to do. Yeah. I hate how everybody's Always ready to jump ship. Yeah, everybody's always like, "Yeah, Charlie, you've you've put us in a bad situation." Y'all don't know to just right. rock with like, her by now. What about all the money that she done saved y'all with, right. with her different rates? You know, they were paying. Well, I don't remember the numbers, some but something crazy. like eighty twenty yeah. to the to some the Landrys. Stupid. But it's they like trying to get rid of the black farmers. Right, like, she made a way for y'all, and right. now y'all y'all wouldn't even have a farm this year if it wasn't for Charlie. Right. Uh-huh. <sighs> And it's, I mean, me and what, what is what is the alternative? Right. What is the alternative? It, I yeah. don't the alternative, the alternative for, for the farmers is that go on, go ahead and let this highway come into the city, so we can have some other means for jobs and and other work. Or go back and meal with the Landrys so and let them rob to you, give like up their farms. I, I mean, it, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I, don't I, don't know so. what, I don't know. I don't know what they're thinking. They just want to be mad at somebody. Yeah, that could very well be it. I don't know what 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 their end goal is as far as jumping ship with, from Charlie when she, you know, at this point, you should know at least that she's your best bet to things staying as close to what they are or what they should be. So that's really bizarre. And so, me. so not only that, everybody's mad. Everybody's mad at Charlie, you know, the, the, the program is under review, but now Ralph Angel learns that he can't even keep all of his, mm. all of his workers and he has to let some of his workers go. Yeah. That was pretty sad. That was sad. Yeah. yeah. That, that hurt Ralph Angel a lot. Yeah. To, yeah. to stand there and tell them that. And right by the name of his dad, right by Ernest mm-hmm. Bordelon's name, he has to tell them that he can't pay everybody and that they have to look for some other work. And, you know, Ralph Angel wanted that to be, he wanted that to be the end all for them. Like, mm-hmm. I got y'all now. Exactly. And he can't deliver that. He feels, he feels bad. Yeah. And, and, oh no. There's a fly trying to get into my my bourbon, and we can't have that crisis averted. Anyway, <laughs> so so speaking of Ralph Angel, um, Disha played a big role in helping him, you know, kind of plead his case for the reentry program. Now, the reason I put this in the bad category is because I feel bad for Darla. Poor Darla, you know, all she wants is to talk to Ralph Angel and to kind of connect with him because I kind of feel like maybe Ralph Angel is all that she has right now. Besides, yeah. she got to, to do the new no, dude. no, she no, well, she why don't, she have, don't him? have him because he, he ain't was good it. for her last week. He, he insufficient. is not it. it's in, insufficient. He is not <laughs> an inadequate, <laughs> inadequate way, support. She needed someone to talk to last week. He was there. He to was talk not to there. Her. He did not provide the support. No, Ralph Angel ain't provide no support. He provides comfort. He does. He just she just like him more than she liked the other dude. Okay, he ain't doing, no, he ain't doing no better job in comforting nobody. <laughs> yes, he does. Than, than the other dude is doing. He's comforting. He's familiar. Yeah, familiar. What I was getting. I mean, at, we see that play out in this episode. Go ahead, Sean. Right. What I was getting at was that you know Darla kind of pulls up and try to check on Ralph Angel, and this is how she meets Disha. Now, what I thought was strange. Now, poor Darla. But what I thought was strange was how Ralph Angel introduces Disha to yeah. Darla. Uh-huh. He says, lawyer, you know, she's helping me out with the reentry program. And then he says, yeah, this is my friend. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh. Yeah. And Disha said, oh. <laughs> well, exactly. What was wrong but with the intro? Disha know that they haven't discussed that. You know what I'm saying? You know they're they, they not in no relationship. They're they, they not official in no titles. I mean. Yeah, and, but I mean, she sent that message though with that little arm rub, she that did. little, that little, that little touchy touchy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Make sure that Darla saw that. Absolutely, absolutely. She did. She did but I, I think that was even still in knowing that Ralph Angel, she and Ralph Angel haven't had the conversation about the what are we, yada yada yada. I do still think it was probably very sobering in that moment for him to kind of play it Hold as up. if Darla like, is dating another dude. Why would she listen, get mad? When she, she Darla's not mad. Darla's not mad. Why, Nobody why said Darla got mad. For her? I just feel bad because that's not what she wanted to see. Accessible. Her feelings were visibly well, hurt. Well, Ralph Angel didn't want to see her and old buddy on the, on the porch. And, and maybe that's true. Ago. And they both acknowledged that it's not about anybody being Nobody wrong. mad. It's just the feelings are They both dating other people. It's not It's okay. Ralph Angel is not in the wrong for dating Disha. We're just saying that I felt bad for Darla because her Feelings were visibly hurt. That's yeah, all. Yeah, she wanted to talk she, to Ralph uh, Angel she, at right. that moment, and he was unavailable to her. And 
you know. And Wait. she knows. She she knows that she She could have talked to Ralph Angel. Disha was going to give him some space. She, she was, but she's giving Ralph Angel his space because she knows that he has a right to be dating. And but real, it just hurt her feelings. That's and all. then realistically, in knowing that both of them are going to date, they've had that discussion, but it's different than that being a hypothetical and then seeing it in front of your face. Even though Ralph Angel didn't admit it, it's clear that clearly this is somebody who's more than just a friend. And so seeing that, that in front true. of your face at the end of the day, it's like, it's oh, hurtful. oh, snap. So oh. it's, you know, one of those oh. things where it feels like, <laughs> wow, Corey. Oh. Oh. I the punch Corey in his face. Cold blooded. How the heck you going? But then on top of that, though, Disha also picked up on the energy when Darla she showed did. up. And so she went on ahead and excused herself. So like, clearly y'all need a minute. Let me go ahead and get up. She can tell that the, even if she didn't feel like, even if she doesn't know or doesn't feel that it's reciprocated from Ralph Angel, I think she could clearly tell that there was still there were still feelings there or that was on Darla's she side. She knows that Darla is in a competition for her, so she was like, Psh, "That could be true." Have it. <laughs> I, that wasn't the vibe I got. It was. I more, think she was being respectful. I think she was being respectful, and yeah. the pleasantry they all exchanged pleasantries. It was a very respectful encounter. Yeah, it was very. But adult. the energy was still. You know, there was still some some energy. Yeah, they were adults about <laughs> it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Disha offered to give them space, but mm-hmm. I mean, the point was that because possibly Ralph Angel and Darla had something to discuss that was none of her business. Mm-hmm. You know, and so she was willing to acknowledge that mm-hmm. and and remove herself from the situation. I mean, Darla said it wasn't necessary, but you know, I think Darla was just trying to be a big person because mm-hmm. Darla's. Darla's a good person. Darla's sweet. Exactly, she's you know sweet. You know what I'm saying? She was trying to be sweet and and be herself. But, you know, how many how many times can she need someone or Ralph Angel not mm-hmm. be there? I'm glad they got to talk on the phone later Exa- on. And I was going to say fast forward because now they, you know, talking on the late night. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like that kind of speaks to um, my addiction last week as far as Ralph Angel needing to make a decision. Because I think he very easily falls back into these patterns with Darla and that comfort but and familiarity off, Darla, that he has Darla, with her. Darla being a trash individual wow. she is. Oh, Oh made God. an inappropriate late night call. If, and he if made my, an inappropriate answer. If, it, if it's inappropriate. Bloop, bloop, bloop. Nah, I don't know hell if not an answer ain't inappropriate now. Nah, but if you if you already see he, he dating somebody, ain't no ain't no twelve o'clock, ain't no eleven o'clock phone calls. You call okay. that and and that's, they and have, I mean, it wasn't no, I mean, no emergency. I mean, it wasn't no emergency facts. going on. But, in that, but at the end of the day, when you're dating somebody, you you are in a relationship with that person. Anybody external don't owe nobody anything. So if it was inappropriate, if it shouldn't have happened. Excuse what I'm me? saying, Darla owes Disha nothing. Is yeah. what oh, oh, is that how you women behave? No, I mean, you should. That's how I feel like at behave. the end of the day, <laughs> if, I'm, if I'm Disha and I'm dealing with Ralph Angel and I have an issue with late night phone calls or whatever, I'm not going to be so ma- more mad at Darla than I am at Ralph Angel for entertaining it because it's your job as the person that I am in a relationship with so, to respect so hold on. me. So if a woman and, see if a woman sees you and your man out on uh-huh. a date. And then later on, she hits your man up at twelve o'clock. Mm-hmm. After she saw y'all, you're not yes, gonna have no problem. Wrong. You're not gonna have no problem with that woman. Yeah, no, yes. she was. Gonna, no. I'm not gonna take it right out. Right to try to get her man back. Dolly got every right to try what? to get her man back. The issue that I would have is if, if some girl. No, the issue that I would have is if some girl off the street called my man at twelve a.m. and he on the phone in the living room chit chatting. I'm addressing him. It's my problem is with him. It's not with her because she's not in our relationship, but you are. She can do whatever she wants, but you. She know. She know you. She know y'all date. And you know we dating too. So but the root of the issue. He don't have no way of knowing what she want to talk about on the call. It could mm-hmm. be an emergency. Maybe something happened sure. to Blue. Maybe something happened to her. Okay. Or whatever. Hey, Darla, okay. is, it, is everything okay with Blue? Okay, well, I'm, I'm going to have to call oh, you. Oh, yeah, no, let's get out of wow. here. Come on. Really? That's all I can say? <laughs> right. I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> no, 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 what I'm saying is to Corey's yeah, point. If I'm following his line of thinking and if it was inappropriate and there shouldn't be no late night call. He just said it. So if he wanted to know what was going on, he could have. Found it out very asked. quickly and Dang, the disengaged. Let's go to the next topic. I, felt, I don't even like this. I feel like Disha was cool. Disha was real <laughs> like secure. This. She offered the space earlier yes. on, on on the porch. Yes. Shout out to Queen Sugar and shout out to Disha for not having that scene where Disha comes in and looks over his shoulder and says, is everything okay? So that Dollar <laughs> can hear it on the other I end. I knew it was coming. <laughs> I knew not, that was coming. And I'm not convinced that's not how the next episode is going <laughs> to open up because I was certain that Disha I was, was going to overhear that conversation. She's going to bring it up. I, I'm not convinced she ain't here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So our girl Charlie, our Olivia Pope, our savior, is not really doing that well this episode. She's kind of cracking, um, and, and you hate to see it. You really do. Um, she's she's trying to find. She has no answers this episode. 
None. Um, the the one and only thing. None. <laughs> that's your boo. What you? I know. I'm not talking to her. She was struggling this episode. Yeah. The 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 one and only thing that I will give her was her strength in that scene with Francis Boudreaux because baby girl, Miss mm-hmm. Francis Boudreaux was out of line. The racism yeah. left ra- out. The racism jumped out, calling her all types of gals. She called her mulatto. She just just referencing you know sugarcane being pure and white as it should be talking about diluting the blood just all types of craziness like she, i mean she really should have put put hands on her like like Corey said i i usually don't agree with Corey, but she <laughs> she really should have put her hands on miss miss boudreau what what were you guys thoughts in that moment i couldn't believe it mm-hmm. i mean i could yeah i could yeah. but as soon as that came like, out of my mouth dang. yeah no i do believe it i was just disappointed remark, i was disappointed been, I could, I because she was a bunch she's been sort of cool with her sort of in a mentor mentee role like we're gonna sisterhood this up and we're gonna really we're gonna uh attack this uh this patriarchy and we're gonna mm-hmm. get at the good old boys it's gonna be me and you sister no. And then we saw that that was all lies. The racist oh, backhand all now. lies. <laughs> like, yeah. So there was the the sugar line to keep the pure, keep the uh, keep the sugar pure when the sugar comes out of the mill. I love it because it, it's pure white as it should be. As it should be. That was the part. But then yeah. I mean, she went she went straight in. I mean, she used the word mulatto in a conversation. Yeah. In a conversation. Yeah. <laughs> we even use that word. Anymore. Racist. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Racist yeah. women said that she came and infected St. Joe's as if she's a sickness, as if she's a plague. Like, you know what, though? This speaks a lot to the role that white women play in, in games like this, because mm-hmm. as you can see, Sam Landry is, is, is apologetic and he's trying he's trying to, as it seems, mm-hmm. he seems like he's trying to, like, clear his name and, like, make sure that everybody's good. And Miss Francis Boudreaux is just, you know, yeah. not having it. Yeah. I saw somebody say that, you know. These white men are racist, but they have a community around them. And that community is built up of their white wives, their sisters, their mothers. Yeah, no, there's definitely support, you know. Like, it's not just the white men. People say the old white men. But, I mean, Mm -hmm. yeah, there's people in their communities. Um, So... You think this was like a statement on white feminism? You I, know? I definitely think that it was. It was sisterhood up until it wasn't. Yeah. Exactly. But, but yeah. no, but and, and it the, never was sisterhood, though. She told her. She's just trying to keep her enemies close. Charlie wasn't true. playing the game right. But if the first plan had worked, they would have been in it together. It's just right. that uh, the first plan know. didn't work out. But the, she's, this, only, she's only in it until as it benefits her. Right. Right. If it had continued to benefit her, they'd still be in it. That, that's all I'm saying. The like, statement that she made about Charlie's mother, about, um, about the Landry... Tamper, you know, messing with. Basically, she said that the Landry were messing with black women until it's time to come back home. That screamed jealousy to me. I think it also had to do with Nova's book, which we also know that Frances Boudreaux read right. because mm-hmm. she, after calling her a mulatto, said that she was trying to be white, and we know that oh, Nova's Nova said book that mm-hmm. said you know tried to made similar you know claims or at least you know alluded to. The fact that Charlie might be, you know, taking advantage or, you know, facilitate or really using the fact that she's half white to advance herself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I definitely think that gave Francis more ammo to make commentary like that because her own sister, you know, gave her the gave, gave her the ammunition. Yeah. Which was oh, it's just the gift that keeps on giving. And speaking of the the Landry Boudreaux, what does Sam Landry owe? Um, what is the favor? What is what is what's tea? What what's happening? I really want I really want to get to that. Hold on, one more thing about the about Francis and Charlie. Like Charlie really stood up in the face of that racism. Like she kept yeah. her cool. She kept her argument going. Like she was she was armed with the truth. She was armed with her own self esteem. Mm-hmm. Like usually, like a lot of times when you see those conversations. The racism really throws you off. Yeah. It did not throw Charlie. Yes. Charlie was right there to make her points, to call her insignificant, to call her irrelevant. But, you know, and she really struck to the heart of it. But then we realized she had a larger plan because they recorded her. Recording yeah. Her. And so I guess the the plan was hopefully to try to get an admission, and she didn't get that. But she mm-hmm. did get a lot of. It, mm. Francis revealed her true colors yeah. in the end, and so yeah. that still gives them some some ammunition to use in some way moving yeah. forward. Yeah. Um, yeah. So she, she kept the goal. I mean, as she tends to do, keeps the goal front of mind. That's what she has to do to make it happen, even if in the moment she has to, you know, swallow her pride and you know, just kind of 
just eat up what Francis was saying. You yeah. saw when she got back in the car, Ralph Angel. She had a she had yeah. a moment. Oh, yeah. She had a moment. She was shaking for sure. Um, it definitely would have been. Yeah, but she, not in the she, moment. She, but she, not in the moment. In she's clutching face, the moment. Yeah, yeah. She's, she was clutching she's the always moment. clutch. Yeah. So I, I I enjoyed seeing at least that part of Charlie standing up to Miss Boudreaux like that. But like I said, what does Sam Landry owe on Vi for? I don't I know. I need to know the tea. Yeah, I, I was know. like, wow. Well, he clearly <laughs> knows. Like, he clearly knows her well. So initially, like, I was like, oh, they really know each other. He was like, Violet. Yeah, he yeah, called her Violet. And, like, he was like, they Violet. You know, I was like, oh, they they know each other. Um, I don't know what he could possibly owe. Yeah, I mean, she spoke to him with authority. Yes, uh-huh. like she wasn't you, scared of him. Right. You need to do this. Which is you owe me, yes. and you need to do this. Which is wild, just because of all of the exchanges and all of the things that have happened between the Bordelons and the Landrys, particularly with Sam. Up till this point, and then for Violet to be able to kind of step in in this moment and, and just really lay down the law, she like could have fixed it earlier, but then maybe she would have to reveal something. Yeah, she had this she, card the whole time. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. She had but, but, but she, to play the card, she might have to end up revealing something. Yeah. So that's why she had to she had to keep it till it was serious. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, man. This is wild. I don't know. I, I feel something's brewing. I don't something know is bro- what it's is tea happening. that's brewing. They about that's to, what's they brewing. about to drop a bomb on us, and I don't know what it is, and I don't know between this. And the secret that Nova didn't Last want week. revealed mm. about her family. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, I was going to tie in together. Same language as my daddy. And even what Francis was saying about um, all the men in her family, they you know, are open to diluting the bloodline, but they always come, come back, back home, home because they put the family first or something like that. I don't know if all of these things are somehow connected. I feel like that was a seed in and of itself. Yeah. You just got to stay vigilant. Yeah. Constant the lineage vigilance. has been causing the question a couple of times, right? <laughs> so yeah, but yeah, it might be something. So yes, I am waiting on that hot tea mm-hmm. that is brewing, and now we can go ahead and and talk about Nova because baby girl is still tripping, in my opinion. I don't understand what she doesn't get about the fact that her family is is maybe it's maybe it's just now settling in that that she is not you know in their good graces i don't know why it's just settling in it's episode eight baby girl um where, it's where been have you, months where have you been it's been months i mean the family has has a whole you know nova comes back and nobody even cares you know she tries to talk to charlie at the mill charlie's like no sis Mm-hmm. Like th- there's no we. You're not a part of this. Um, they have a whole family dinner talking about breaking bread as a family. Nova is not there, but Disha is there. Um, mm. you know, is, is she the replacement? I don't know. But well, Disha's the family lawyer now at this point. <laughs> I mean, we'll, we'll <laughs> she's, she, she's representing also all the family true. interests on on all matters. Probably yes, but you know, she, I guess it's it's just now becoming clear to her that they are not rocking sis. So I will say I don't necessarily blame her for coming back to St. Joe's no. after seeing that, you know, Charlie's mill is on fire and and possibly hearing about some of the other crazy stuff that's been happening. People throwing bricks through Charlie's campaign window, you know, honestly feeling like her family is there are things going on and she wants to just make sure everybody's OK. Don't blame her for that. I don't I'm completely with you on not understanding why she doesn't understand why they're not particularly receptive to her presence and and That's her not what she and says, her but but her trying to broach yeah, the conversation does. again the irony of her trying to ask of her family to talk through things before making rash decisions when she literally didn't afford them the same oh, courtesy oh, oh. before she put there. out this book things there. so first off she's saying she's not saying that she don't understand why they mad at her she's saying look first off we've been mad at each other a lot of times in the past that never stopped us from talking about stuff and it never stopped us from talking to each other right so that's the valid point also as far as her making a rash decision i don't know we don't know if like her writing the book was a you know a spur of the moment decision she probably thought that through i think she did yeah um, it still didn't feel like but it was she, worth she it did to it. talk to her family first well i mean that, that's her i mean that was her that's her right though but at the end of the day she what she said was valid right we've had issues in the past as a family we've always talked through them we never like stopped talking to each other like why why would why do they treat me like this now because at the end of the day, if you want to have that conversation, I think the first thing that she's going to have to do is acknowledge the betrayal. And we're not going to, and I'm speaking for myself, if it were me, 
we're not going to be able to have a but conversation so if you're not even able to say, I'm sorry. I see you that this has hurt yeah, you. Wait, 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 wait. No, no, no. Right, so I can tell you, I know it don't matter. So hold up. She, she, she shouldn't apologize, right? So this is the thing. You want her yeah. to have a conversation. You want the conversation the way, to go the way you want it to go. If she don't genuinely feel sorry, then what the hell would she apologize for? We don't for? have nothing Perhaps to talk about. Nothing, exactly. I guess we right. won't be speaking. Mm-hmm. Right. So like her, her siblings are comfortable with the way things are now. And don't, you know, we don't know that. Well, they probably want their sister back. Come uh, on. Sure, they do. But if at she's the end of the day, they're not. She needs to do it, to get yeah. back, though. But at the end of the day, why, why offer up a fake apology? Because she don't mean it. If she says she's sorry, so she don't mean it. Mean it no. And don't talk to nah, me. I think exactly. she is sorry. No, I think she's, she's sorry. Not sorry. Now. She, she, she's she, happy with the impact that book is having. But she's sorry if it costs her her family. And she should at least start with that. Because, like, if, if she doesn't think she did anything wrong, how do you know that it's not setting up for uh, the uh, Blessings and Blood Part 2? Exactly. Like, you can't bring her back. Without her acknowledging that she did something wrong, she could do it again. Nah, uh, nah you can't invite that. You can't invite that back into your life without her, in some way, acknowledging or expressing that she would do things differently if she could do it again, or nah, will could, do things differently that, in the future. That's disingenuous, right? At the end of the day, like if I, if, if I choose a certain path, I chose that path because I thought it was right. So I, I never apologize in life, right? Because I think I thought it was right at the time. I, th- I still think it's right. So I wouldn't say sorry for it because I'm not sorry for it. I thought it was right. Now we could disagree on what's right, and we could start from there. But we don't have to start with an apology. And I don't have she, to talk to you, oh, yeah. right? She can. Well, that's cool. <laughs> I, I don't want to go that route, but then I don't know who that benefits. Yeah, she cannot be sorry, and then she can kick it with Calvin. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> it benefits me and my peace. That's what benefits. Okay. Uh, so okay. Real talk, regardless of whether or not they were open to having a conversation, it wasn't gonna happen then anyway. They got bigger fish to fry. My meal burning down. Well, honestly, she wasn't trying to have it. a con- uh, yeah. that conversation at that moment. No. Exactly. So Nova, you're not gonna. You're this conversation. If it is going to happen, it wasn't gonna happen right then and there. Regardless. Moving on. All right. About the book again. Um, we find out that Miss Nova was indeed wrong about her dad being a uh, stupid. <laughs> Listen, man, this one, man. Hold on, Listen. Come on, man. Wait, I didn't finish. I didn't finish so, the y'all line. Y'all are so blinded by hatred. To we are not blinded. By we are not blinded. It's getting ridiculous. I am what's, your, what, what is, what's your point, Corey? It's getting ridiculous. What point Dude, are you making right now? She told a story that she thought she saw. She you told wrong. the world that your dad was a murderer, and you wait, were she wrong. Said, she said, you wait, destroyed wait, wait, his legacy. You potentially made the farm into a. Crime scene. Wait, no, no. What she, are you talking she, about, she sir? She specifically said in that story that she was that she didn't that she was not one hundred percent sure that she thought. But that you that would heavily happen. alluded. Corey, okay, Corey, she did. We said we yeah, said. Listen, dang, Corey, Corey, on, Corey. Man. We sat here. We sat oh, here on this podcast uh-huh. after this episode, <laughs> and I thought we all came to a consensus about what we were pretty sure, at least what it sounded like, happened on that farm. And everyone that else who read the book is she doing the same speak thing. From her perspective. But it's messy when you paint it as the oh, truth. Would it, would, it, would, it, would it not? This is terrible. Would it not have helped to at least talk to somebody to verify? Before this? you put this does in your any, book? Has, does anybody Ooh. else know about this? And, and no, she could Nobody she else. She was there. She, she could have completed. Did she ask? Corey. Why was she? She was there. Corey, listen. <laughs> no one, no other witnesses were there. She could have completely told that story from her perspective. And she could have. She did. And listen, she could have told that story from her perspective. And had she talked to somebody, she could have also added the line, I later found out that. Who would she have talked to? No one else was there but her and her dad. Who was she going to talk to? Prosper, perhaps. Right. His best why, friend, why would she talk to Prosper? That's his best Prosper, friend. Prosper, yeah. Prosper might know what happened. Ooh, y'all watch the show, so Prosper y'all have, might know what happened. You have extra what are you information. Talking about? Why the hell would she talk to Prosper about something that Prosper wasn't there to see? Because so, her things dad about her dad, her, she would talk. Prosper she would talk to people who knew her dad, like mm-hmm. Prosper, like Vi. Dude, y'all hate Nova so much that she can do regular shit. That's regular shit. Yeah. Yeah. If I go outside and I witness something, I'm not calling nobody else before I write about what I witnessed. Corey, so nothing ain't anybody does is a mistake. Like she you could be wrong. She may have done it sincerely in the moment, but now that we know that she was wrong, you can be should, wrong. Should she have put it in the book without verifying it? Yes, I can write about what I witnessed from the perspective that I witnessed it. I could be wrong. A lot of times, people are wrong. Right? Things don't always appear as they seem. Right? That's very common. But that don't make you a trash person. Like, stop trying to make her out to be a trash person just because y'all hate her. It's a normal We're, thing. No, 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 no. We're not making her out to be a trash person because we hate her. We've compounded facts on facts on facts on facts every week of why Nova is trash. You cannot take one isolated incident and say she's not trash because I think that she was telling her version of the story. At the end of the day, I feel like it could have been worth it. 
for her to at least try to get a complete narrative. She uh, tried to get Jimmy Dale's perspective uh, after talk. Because Jimmy Dale was there. All no I'm one sa- else was no, there. Well, all I'm sa- um, all I was I'm there. Sa- all no. I'm saying is, all I'm saying is, Corey, is that all of these different there. experiences, she could have tried to get a holistic perspective, getting to know her father better, trying to figure out this thing that clearly shaped her formatively, even asking Prosper or anybody, did they... She. In asking anybody if they had any recollection of that instance before printing it in a book and alluding to her father potentially being a murderer, I think could have, you know, this w- calls for some potential additional follow up. Because clearly Prosper was more than happy to share the information. And he was like, you got it all wrong. We all we know what it sounded like from what from what that passage said. We all got Absolutely. the same. We Absolutely. all got the same thing and that's from what she, it. That's what she thought happened. We all got the same thing from it. But had she done her due diligence, had mm. she just talked to people, had in she, a city full of people, what well, who was she gonna talk? Well, y'all didn't want to bring it up. Listen, she gonna listen, go ask around. Listen, or even even if she had written the book and let people read it before she sent it to the editor, before it went off to print, people could have read the book and been like, "Yo, this is wrong. Like you don't have it right." But she didn't give people that op- that opportunity. And now we have a book that's just out there in the world, and it's that not her daddy murdered facts. these two well, white up. dudes on the farm, and that's not even. And what now happened. she's the only one that knows that, and she's not even gonna go back and retract her statement or or, or clarify what she meant that. in that we book. Don't know that. Well, Okay, might. well, okay, fine. And that could have even been a, a, a different story about him burying all of the things that, you know, brought him sadness and brought Matter him Matter of fact, that's a better story. And, yeah, that, that's, that's the, a, the that's triumph a, that, in the situation. That's a better story. That is absolutely not a better story. The truth story. is a better story. Bottom line, I was in this happy, case it is. I was more happy with Ernest when I thought he had killed the white dude. <laughs> Bottom line, Corey, he buried were. the pain. He buried that pain. Exactly. exactly. He buried that white dude for coming to the house trying to disrespect his daughter. Bottom well, line, the bottom line, the book was- He ain't come back either. The book was unethical. This whole, it was unethical. It yeah. was done in an unethical way, and there was a better way that she could have went about it. Yep. And that is why people are upset with her. Yep. Period. Can you not agree with that? I don't agree with the part of y'all think she needs to go around and ask 20 people before she write an article. No, 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 no. Talking to Prosper is an obvious one. The book was unethical. That's obvious. If obvious is not there, how talk to, obvious? Talk to, her, talk to his best. You, you got a story. You were a it's kid. It's a first-person account, bro. You were, I don't need no, to talk no, to no, nobody no, else. No, 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 no. You were a kid. It's not a second-hand account. It's a first-person no, account. What was he doing in the field? She was watching it as a child from far away. Like, she, <laughs> she's making an implication. You talk to somebody else about a first-person account. Yes, because you were a kid. You don't know what happened. I don't she, have an she didn't issue, see a body. Yeah. She never saw a body. She never saw a body, but she, she implied it was a body. She never said she saw a body. She implied. She made an implication. She did. She made an implication. She did. Okay. All right, moving on. So, Calvin... Comes to see his boo. And Micah shortly follows and lets uh, his auntie know that he does not approve of her dating a cop. Particularly because of the experience that he has had with cops in the past. Um, And it turns out that, you know, Nova kind of takes some time to think about it and asks Calvin about his past interactions as a cop. Um, Calvin, have you ever used police brutality, excessive force? No. Calvin, have you watched people use excessive force and looked away? Yes. Basically, Calvin admitted to being a coward, and you know, I don't. I'm not quite sure. Nova's reaction didn't look too pleased. Um, so I'm not sure what's going to come of that. What y'all think? I didn't hate his answers. Yeah. I mean, because it's kind of what we know about the police system as it as it is in America. Mm-hmm. It's like you know, there's always the good cops. You know, they, you know, something bad happened. There's good cops. You know, my people's is cops. I know cops, right? But then it's like, well, then what's happening when these bad cops are doing bad cop things? Who's there? Mm-hmm. Presumably some good cops, right? Right. So then why is everybody standing up there together all the time? So that's mm-hmm. kind of what we already know. We already know that if Calvin was a cop, that he's seen some things. Right, he's seen mm-hmm. you, you know what I'm saying? So I feel like his willingness to at least be honest with Nova was brave in a way. Now, yeah. now you'd like to have seen him be brave in the moment. Yeah, exactly. You know that would have that would have been stayed. That would have been ideal, right? Yeah. Right, and be a good person and be a source and of change, call it out. Yeah. right? Yeah, but I mean, everybody's not like that. Everybody's mm-hmm. not a hero. Uh, don't seem like most cops are like that. Um, so I mean, I don't fault him for for not stepping up. I mean. I do yeah. fault him for not stepping up, but at this point, you're right. It's best case, and his answer was best case scenario yeah. at this point. Like, yeah. there's nothing better he could have said to you know try to explain the situation than what he said. He was honest. He it is what it is, and 
you can either take his response or not take it because yeah. here we are. Yeah, people so. make mistakes. I mean, definitely that was a mistake not to step up when he saw something. Yeah. Should have done something when he saw something, but he didn't. So he was at least truthful. I also don't see this is going to be I feel like this is going to be a point of contention. I don't oh, see definitely. I think in the moment Nova you know, she's trying to kind of swallow it, but clearly Micah isn't really messing with it. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm with Micah. I, I was with, no, nah, I'm with Micah on this. Oh I can't God. believe it. I'm saying it to a microphone. I'm with Micah on this one. I can't believe that Micah came with a good point. Micah's like, yo, have you asked him these questions? I was disgusted with Nova mm-hmm. when the answer was no, I ain't really asked him. What you mean, Nova? You ain't never asked him. Yeah. You know really? he's a white cop. Who asked those questions? Nobody asked those questions about people on their job. I don't know, man. I'm an accountant. Nobody ever asked me, hey, have you ever swindled some money? Given have the you fact ever that funneled some money to the if wrong Nova uh, wasn't who like, she given, was. Given the fact that she's an activist. Yeah. Who asked if you, people that question? If you were dating somebody who was in the IRS and they would ask you about your financial dealings quite possibly when they find out everything. <laughs> 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 what I'm saying, like she's a no. she's a she's a pro black, you know, anti police activist. So when she's dating a cop, I, I would feel like she would have these questions for him. He would have to qualify, mm-hmm. right? She would have to put him through so, some type of. Beating any like, nah, come on, man! I think, come on, we nah. have someone who's married to a police officer. Listen, I was try- <laughs> I was trying not to make this about me, but you know, my perspective as someone who is married to a cop, I kind of feel like these are valid questions because I, you know, I can't. This is like this is like your morals in place. Like mm-hmm. if you are standing, if you are at work, I see I see two sides. If you were at work and you are on a scene with somebody who was acting in a way that you disagree with, I would fully expect you to intervene. Right now, I understand that what what happens, you know, once you leave that scene, like you can't you can't necessarily see to it that somebody that you work with is is disciplined, right? Like on anybody's job, I can't go I I can't do anything to get my peer fired per se, right? I can't there, there's nothing that I can do as a as a peer of somebody else, a direct peer, not a supervisor, not a not a superior, to necessarily get somebody removed from their job, right? But I can't mm-hmm. in that moment stop somebody from doing something that I see is wrong. And I will fully expect you to do that mm-hmm. when you're at your job. So and and I feel like if if I ask you that question, if I say, how was work today? Oh, what happened? Oh, I saw somebody da da da, and you tell me that you just stood there. I'm gonna have a problem with that. That's not cool because I, I, if I'm married, if I'm dating you, like we should have morals that that are this are similar or the mm-hmm. same that should overlap. So if you feel like you are you a person that will stand idly and watch somebody be treated in a in a yeah. in a terrible way, are you gonna protect me? Are you gonna protect your kid? Like, like, where do you draw the line? You know and what I'm saying? That's, I, I, a, that's an important thing to to really highlight. Not just doing something wrong on a job, right? But like infringing upon somebody else's right, exactly. Abusing your authority, exactly. You know, hurting another person, oh, like so, taking advantage so, of so your power. So we date people now. We ask them have they done wrong on their job. job no, no, before. no. Okay. It's, it's not have you ever done wrong Stop on your job. It. It's you as a police officer. Have you stood by and watched somebody threaten somebody else's life? It's not the same thing. Especially Nobody's asking me as a marketer. Have you done something wrong on your job? Don't nobody care that I over. <laughs> spent on so-and-so <laughs> account when I was making their Facebook ads. Don't nobody care. That's not life or death. But if I'm dating a police officer and I know that you have people's life in your hands, yes, I'm going to ask yeah, you, you ever seen, if you ever seen you or ever acted. Seen police brutality? Exactly. Yeah. That, did you do something? Nah. Come on. I don't think I want to mess with you no more exactly. after that. That's messed up. Exactly. And it's, I don't like y'all. Don't. Don't like us. <laughs> right. Hate us. I don't like, I don't like now. You, you, it. you can hate me now. <laughs> But I won't stop now. And you can hate me now. Anyway, on, next next question. That's all I got. Do anything else you would like to add, Corey? No, nah, I didn't find out. I oh, got, all right. Um... And cut. It's a wrap on the good, the bad, and the Nova this week on Bourbon and Border Loans on the Black Tactic Podcast Network. Peace. Welcome back to Bourbon and Border Loans on the Black Tactic Podcast Network. We are back with our addictions, that is advice and predictions. And so I'm going to kick it to Shawnice and let her start us off. So what you got for us, girl? What you think? What's about to happen? You know, I have some advice because I just, my poor Darla, I just really felt bad for her. And it's, you know, I, while I do feel like Disha and Ralph Angel won't, you know, last the test of time I really want Darla to like really just hang it up sis like you got to go on about your life you know Ralph Angel may or may not come back but you got to move on you can't be up all night crying and you can't be you know popping up and and blowing off the dudes that are there for you for Ralph Angel because you got to live your life too 
baby girl. <laughs> so I just want you to. to live your best life and move on. Until, I mean, Ralph Angel may come back, but you got to be already in motion, baby. Move on. All right. Mm. Corey. I'm like, all right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Nah, so um, I don't have a prediction for this week, but I do have some advice. And for the second week in a row, my advice was for a character that didn't actually appear in the episode. And that's going to be my man, Davis West. Davis, get in your life, get in, get in your son's life, man. <laughs> he out here spitting trash game. He up here setting up sex for a later date <laughs> when he by himself right now. He over here uh, postponing sex. Like Davis, help your son out, man. Teach him the right and wrong. Teach him how to spit game. You the master at this. You do this. This oh. is what you do. <laughs> Teach your son the ways of the sharks. My, oh. Davis, get in his life. Okay. That's all I got. You got a prediction. My prediction is Micah is going to find a way, because his game is so trash, <laughs> to mess up <laughs> what Kiki want to do. And he's going to end up by himself playing with himself. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Okay. So, Jabri. <laughs> <laughs> My advice is for Nova. Like, try apologizing to your family. Stop uh-huh, just showing yeah. up to stuff, right? First. Like, write, some, write a letter, write an email, like... <laughs> Stop trying to text. What you doing? Like, like <laughs> you're not you, about to get. You can't just. Right, you, you probably blocked. You probably blocked. Locked like Janae said. With right. You probably blocked. blocked anyway. Like, just stop trying to show up. You, you really need to take some steps and show some humility and some and some um, and some regret. You gotta, mm-hmm. you know, show your family that you mean it and that things are gonna be different going forward. That you're not just trying to get into uh, blessings and blood too. And my prediction is that. That review board that Ralph Angel mm-hmm. and Disha were in front of, mm-hmm. they up to some type of okie doke. No, they absolutely because yeah. they really are harping on the most negative things they about this thing. They're trying to find a way to they, deny it, right? They're yeah. trying to find a way to deny it. Like this is one of the most positive things you could possibly have. Yeah, and you think they'd be like, "Hey, listen, unless it's really a problem, we got y'all." Yeah, because this is like probably one of the only programs like this around. Right. You've been on the up and up so far. You're a real success story. You're a credit to the city. Yeah. He got like 10, 12 workers out there, it seemed like. He got a lot of people working for him. Right, right. So there's no way that this is a, a negative thing or something that should go away. So the fact that they keep harping on these negative things, I think the fix is in. Yeah. The payola. And it's bigger than Ralph Angel. I think they just want to see these parolees back in prison, to be honest. I don't. They don't value their their potential value to society. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess that leaves me. So my eviction actually deals with Charlie. Um, We didn't really get into it during our discussion, but we also found out in this episode that Romero found out that uh, the immigrants who were killed uh, during the hurricane were actually from Charlie's farm and were there late um, at Charlie's request. And at his incredulousness and his disbelief that Charlie could do such a thing and him at that's what I said honey mm. yes yes I like that word his question to her you know how could you do such a thing is this really who you are and her she just sort of so- stoically responds yeah I, I guess it is and I, I recognize in this moment that Charlie is probably numb uh, she's been through the ringer this episode with all the tactics that the Landry Boudreaux are taking to impact her campaign and now her mill that she's worked so hard for has went up in smoke and so I totally get that she's numb in this moment but something about this response to Romero just didn't really sit well with me and it makes me feel like two possible things are about to happen. One, Charlie's about to turn into a straight savage or two she at least temporarily is just going to become indifferent and 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 not really feel the feel the motivation to really attack this campaign the way that she needs to to really stand a chance to win. And so my advice to her is to just remember her purpose, remember who she's doing this for, remember it's bigger than, you know, just the farmers. It's really trying to change the way in which systems impact these residents of St. Joe's. And so use that as motivation to keep going. Um, You're being tested, but now is not the time to lose focus or get vengeful and and lose sight of what you're trying to do. Because I can see her trying to 
get revenge on all of these people who have wronged her in, in ways, but it may not necessarily be progressing the end goal. So I just want her to keep focused, to stay motivated. Now's not the time to to be downtrodden and, and, and feel beaten and defeated. Take that moment, sit in that for a second, but we got we got to move on, sis. Yeah. We got to move on. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Now she could kirk out one day. Like, we, yeah. Like, what they call her? A gal? A gal. gal. Right, right, they're using gal like boy. Like, right there. They're really talking yeah. down. Right. Yeah. She can be like, a gal has no name. <laughs> Bloop. You know? And on that note, uh, that closes out our addictions. We will be back with our shots of bourbon on Bourbon and Borderlands on the Black Tested Podcast Network. Okay, so now it's time for that moment on Bourbon and Borderlands where we give the crown, where we give the shot of bourbon, the ceremonial shot of bourbon to the person who we feel like had the best week on the best show on TV, Queen Sugar. Corey, you said you were ready to go first. Who you got for us this week? Well, for the second week in a row, I'm giving my shot of bourbon to my girl, Disha. She had an awesome week, you know, like fantastic. This is the best week she didn't had. This is the best week probably anybody didn't had all all series. All I mean, excuse me, all season. So, you know, first she started off by by you know, by stunting on Darla. <laughs> <laughs> Letting Darla know that Ralph Angel was her boo. She thought she was slick with that little uh, arm rub and and, and stuff. And I, I liked it, I saw it, that was what's up. But nah, man, D she, she over here, she's now she's the family lawyer, you know what I'm saying? She helping resolve issues for Ralph Angel, she helping Charlie, you know, um, she stunned on Darla. Then her and Ralph Angel had the dinner date, the ro- the romantic uh, candlelight uh, dinner. Um, they ended, you know, with them opening up to each other and expressing things and getting closer. And you know, they shared a kiss and she spent the night. And I mean, one can only assume what happened after that. So it seemed like Disha had a fantastic week. So I'm definitely giving my shot to Disha for sure. I like that, Shanice. I was gonna give my shot to Disha because I appreciated. The fact that she was Ralph Angel's soft spot this week. But then she had to go and sleep with my man. (laughs) And I didn't quite appreciate that. Can't forgive it? No. I mean, I like I I I I like Disha. I she's cute, sure. Um, but no. So I'm going to give my shot this week to Charlie just because of, of what she had to endure with with Francis Boudreaux and how she handled that whole situation. I thought she was, you know, as always, you know, resilient and strong. Um, you know, throughout the rest of the episode, she seemed a little rocky, a little shaky. But in that moment, she was definitely the strong Charlie that we know. And I feel like she probably just really needs a shot after that. So Charlie gets my shot. Janae? So this week, I'm actually going to give my shot to one Miss uh, Violet Bordelong. Hmm. If for no other reason than calling in that whatever that favor is with Sam Landry, Mm -hmm. I don't know what in the world has happened, but the fact that she is able to call that favor in and really bring out a side of Sam Landry that I haven't seen before, one that's really kind of humble and, you know, she really flexed on him (laughs) in that moment. And so I appreciated that for sure so um yeah violet really just coming through in the clutch again protecting the family doing what she has to do and then also i i appreciate her being receptive to hollywood's return really doing the emotional work to you know work on herself but then also work on her marriage as well so i can i applaud her commitment to that as well so i'm gonna give my shot to violet yeah, I really liked Violet this week. I really liked Disha too. I didn't. It was almost Disha, but then Disha had to go and look a little bit insecure for me mm. when she when she reached out and you know uh, had to rub on Ralph Angel in front of Darla. I, your territory. I thought I thought I thought that was that was a weak move. Mm. I thought I thought that was a weak move. It wasn't a boss move. Hate to see it. Um. Yeah. So my shot of bourbon goes to Charlie this week. Mm. Hey. Charlie dealt with a lot. She stood up to racism. <laughs> I mean, I mean, because you can't expect. I mean, <laughs> say what you want about America, 
but you don't expect to be called a mulatto to your face. Yeah. <laughs> no. Just walking around in regular life. In you this know? economy. <laughs> we got a business meeting and I get called a mulatto. Dang. So um, my shot goes to Charlie. You know, she she had a good week. Did she? Oop. <laughs> <laughs> she had a good week in the face of adversity. Okay. All right. You know, um, you know, she didn't have all the answers, but like it shouldn't be on her to have all the answers sure. all the time. She has the answers enough for everybody. So, um, you know, even down to Romero, right? So Romero comes in, he, he all hot and bothered over the over the <laughs> over the newspaper article. I want to ask you guys again, you know, what does he think happened? Like, I, I swear those people got robbed and murdered. They did. Like, it's not like they died in the hurricane. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, okay, if she hadn't had them work late, they wouldn't have been there to get robbed and murdered. Right. But, but man. He had, like, he had like the hurricane killed him. Right. It's mm-hmm. a bit of a stretch to right. put that on Charlie for making them work late. Right. Y'all was working late, and you, you got robbed and murdered. It happens. <laughs> It happens. It, 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 it happens at Seven Eleven. Yeah, it happens at the bank. It happens all the time. I'm just saying, it happens. You know, United States. Um, <laughs> this is America. <laughs> this is America. Um, but yeah, I don't know what he thinks happened. But Charlie was like, "Oh, you mad? You leaving? Okay. Bye. You know, he was like, "Is this you? Yep. I guess you leaving. Okay." Yep. There was no type of, but don't. Mm-hmm. No, nah, none of that. <laughs> but don't. None of that. None of that, that from Charlie. But but don't. Yes, that's why my shot goes to Charlie. Board alone. So all right. Where we at? What's the count? That we got one like for Disha. One, one. That sounds like Charlie. It does. He's the winner. All right. So and Charlie. No more in my cup. I'm never mad when Charlie wins at anything. I'm not. I'm <laughs> never mad to take a shot for Charlie. So I'm clinking an empty cup right now because I drank all my bourbon. Oh man. So it was Charlie this week, y'all. All right. Let's, let's, let's take the shot. All right. Clink, 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 clink. clink, clink. clink, clink. With my empty cup. <laughs> <laughs> we also wanted to um, give acknowledgement, you know, to, to a, a giant, a titan in the game of, of, of writing um, in black literature. Um, Toni Morrison passed away this week. Mm-hmm. Today. And, Today, we're recording today. But. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, it hit us in the feels, yeah. you know, not to make light, but, you know, she was a giant, a titan, somebody we all know and admire. So, you know, we wanted to give uh, another, you know, uh, a personal, uh, a sincere shot of bourbon for Toni Morrison, one of the giants, one of the greats, one of the all-time greats. An icon, a queen. Rest in power, life well lived. Clank, clank. Clank, clank. All right, I think that concludes our business this week on Bourbon and Border Loans on the Black Tacit Podcast Network. You know how we like to end things with our shout-out to, as I like to put, (laughs) the greatest theme song on television these days. The colors and the lights. One, two, three. Take flight. This podcast is